Good evening and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and follow our podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and the Megaphone app. Subscribing is free and keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. On tonight's episode, we are going to be doing a fun little series. On our past couple of episodes, we ranked mascots. But now I thought it'd be fun to take a little bit of a different look at who I feel are the top goal scorers in a couple of different sports. I'm not going to like rank these in any particular order. For me, these are just players that I enjoy scoring goals and seeing how they do it because I feel like for some of them, they are true geniuses and artists. You know, I think it takes a lot of effort and frankly, a special level of, you know, sport-relevant intelligence to pull off some of the goal-scoring feats that we've seen from quite a few players, whether it's football, hockey, lacrosse, bandy, what have you. Now, a couple of those sports I've personally not really seen, so I'm not going to talk about those too much, but we will kind of talk about hockey and soccer in this episode, or football, for those of you who are, you know, very specific about that kind of thing. We'll start off with the realm of hockey, though, and talk about, of course, our favorite Winnipeg Jet, Patrick Laine. I think for me, Patrick represented a turning point for this franchise that, you know, as a fan, I feel like the Jets have often gone through the motions of being very good or having some young, exciting talent, but they've never had somebody other than Shifley and maybe Truba where I felt like this is a guy I want to pay to watch every day. Ehlers is probably the person who comes closest to that out of the current crop, and, you know, certainly Shifley and, and Line are on that group, but I think Line sets himself apart because Patrick just does things with the puck that shouldn't be possible. When I think about goal scorers who are so naturally gifted at such a young age that there's no way they can actually miss and, and basically have ridiculous shooting percentages, Line has always sat at the top of my mind. Where I really feel like his game doesn't get enough credit for, though, is just how intelligent he is. You know, a lot of people say that Line looks lazy, that he doesn't back check, or that his positioning is poor. And sure, you know, he could stand to work on some of his board battles. Sometimes when he's possessing the puck, he's a little bit awkward. And I feel like there are certainly some defensive holes, but that's kind of common for most goal scorers. What really kind of stands out is when Line starts to use the headier aspects of his game. You know, this season we saw him improve his defensive positioning and timing of his reads quite a bit. And that comes with a lot of hard work, training, and continued sharpening of his skill sets, but especially I think that the part of him that works on the mental aspect of things. You know, he sees a lot on the ice well ahead of other players. It's part of the reason why, you know, aside from his amazing shot, he's actually able to score those goals from almost anywhere on the ice. Patrick kind of finds himself in those prime positions, and really he can create those positions anywhere in that offensive zone, but he often likes a couple of different spots, and he knows how to lose himself in a crowd. For a dude who is as tall and big as he is, Liney is surprisingly elusive. When his game was still in its infancy and a little bit rawer, I would kind of compare him to what they used to call in football the fox in the box. Liney is like a supreme poacher with an ability to just sort of slip between defensive coverages and almost lose himself despite the fact that he stands out more than anyone else on the ice. In a lot of ways, that takes a lot of intelligence, and also it might be him compensating just a little bit for the fact that at the time he wasn't as mobile as some of the other NHL goal-scoring forwards. What I think also kind of separates him from the rest of the pack is his ability to sort of pick out really great passing lanes and make those passes almost flawlessly. This is a guy who could pull off an easy stretched ice pass or a cross seam pass to an open lineman with almost no real issues. 
even if the passing route is marked by one to two skaters, it just doesn't seem to bother Patrick. I mean, he can just sort of thread the needle with the kind of precision and accuracy that you just don't really see from many goal-scoring forwards. Everyone has always hailed him as an amazing sniper, but I generally feel like Line a might be one of Winnipeg's most gifted playmakers that's yet to really express himself in that manner. Because again, he should be, you know, primarily a shooter on his line. But if you asked him to set up his linemates more often and made use of his skill sets, I think you'd see him blossom into something far more. Obviously, that's probably not the most accurate use of his skill set. You could probably get more out of him just using him as a pure poacher and have somebody else set him up, but it's clear that Liney has levels to his game that I don't think people have appreciated. And if he ever does depart Winnipeg, I think that more and more people will start to realize that Patrick is actually a very gifted skater. Yes, he does have quite a few issues that will need long-term work because, again, you know, his stride's a little bit slow, his acceleration maybe isn't there. He's not, like, super immobile. I think that that is kind of a common criticism. That is maybe a touch overstated. The things he needs to work on primarily are physical wall battles in the corners and just a little bit more defensive awareness. But these are things that he's definitely improved upon over the past couple of seasons, and he seems to be just getting better and better every day. I think a lot of people, when he first entered the league, compared him to one of the other most amazing goal scorers I've ever gotten to see, and that's Alexander Ovechkin. But for me, Line a plays a totally different game. Ovechkin is somebody who kind of is more of a power forward with a sniper's release. I think Ovechkin is often miscast as like a primarily sniper role, but actually when you watch him, he's a huge space creator with the amount of speed, his tall, wide frame, and his unbelievable upper body strength. He's not a guy who's afraid to go into those corners and rail somebody. I mean, this is a guy who creates so much space for himself by the really aggressive and powerful forecheck he uses. Line A is almost the antithesis of that, using more spatial awareness and positioning rather than typical body strength and, and a lot of other stuff that makes Ovechkin's game a little bit more impactful and forceful. That's not to say that Line A's game is deficient in any particular way in comparison. I think that they just have two very different stylistic interpretations of how to approach goal scoring, and I feel like Line A fits you know, a little bit more of the modern game and the way that the game is moving. I think most of all, though, it just has always stood out that he's an incredibly smart goal scorer. Ovechkin has also shown a lot of, you know, on-ice IQ and an ability to just sort of blow by opposing defenders, but Line 8 actually has to do a little bit more in terms of thinking about things because he doesn't quite have that style or the physical tool sets that, you know, Ovechkin was in some ways given a little bit more of. Patrick has always worked within those confines, and I feel like over the past season or so, we've really started to see him blossom into something more than just your typical goal-scoring forward. With the incredibly gifted hands and vision that he has, I feel like the sky is the limit for whatever Line A does next. This guy is an amazing goal scorer. I think he's going to continue to put up, you know, 40 to 50 a season, and people will say, oh, well, he scored less last season, and then that's because, for the most part, nobody on the power play could pass to him with any sense of urgency, and truth be told, his role on the team kind of changed. I think the way that he was deployed and what he was asked to do was more of a two-way play driving power forward rather than just the typical sniper he's often been cast as. I think Line a is really rounding out his game and you know obviously if he continues to improve and, and maintain this current progress I think the sky is the limit for what he can do. Up next we'll talk a little bit more about how Alexander Ovechkin kind of approaches the game and how Sidney Crosby has sort of modeled his own game especially in the ridiculously tight spaces that both of these guys have often worked in but before then I thought I'd tell you a little bit about the recent relaunch of Built Bar. If you listen to a lot of Locked On podcasts by now you've probably heard about the greatness that is the Built Bar protein bar alternative. I call it an alternative because Built Bar offers something that's more like a candy bar. It's got a dark chocolate exterior and a soft delicious chewy interior. If you want to try 
try some of their 12 original flavors, be sure to try out the raspberry and chocolate mint flavors first. But if something like toffee almond, double chocolate, mint brownie, banana bread, peanut butter, or more sounds up your alley, then don't hesitate to try out their variety box. Built knows that the Built Bar can always improve though, and they're back and better than ever with a brand new formula and six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. As delicious as these flavors are, they're even better for you with none of the guilt you'd get from a normal candy bar. Most Built Bars clock in at 200 calories or less, around 5 grams of net carbs, and between 15 to 19 grams of protein. They're low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber, so they're great for keto diets and weight loss or weight maintenance programs. Getting started with Built is super easy. Just go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, don't forget, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast. On this episode, we are talking about some of the most gifted goal scorers in all of sports. We talked about, of course, Winnipeg's own Patrick Laine, and up next, we'll take a look at Alexander Ovechkin, who I think a lot of people have compared him to. And of course, like I said earlier, Ovechkin is, for me, a totally different player. Ovechkin is kind of like this big, bruising bully who just sort of barrels his way through the offensive zone. I think Ovechkin has this explosiveness and strength to his game that basically defines the way that he scores goals. I know a lot of people say, oh, his release is amazing, and it is. But when I think about the way that he scores goals, it's because he just sort of muscles his way into those spaces and then vulcanizes the puck. Ovechkin's style is not really like anyone else I've ever seen play hockey. The closest thing I could even think of is like, if you take Bufflin's physical defensive nature and his ability to sort of bulldoze his way through the offensive zone when he drops deep, that's probably the closest comparison I could think of to the way that Ovechkin plays. Of course, Bufflin doesn't really have the same level of release, and Ovechkin is basically one of the greatest goal scorers of all time, if not the greatest goal scorer of all time. But in terms of the way that they approach space creation, that's, like, for me, the closest comparison I could even come up with. The other guy who has often been associated with Ovechkin is, of course, Sidney Crosby, and Crosby takes an even more fundamentally different approach than either Ovechkin or Laine. Crosby has always made his living off of close-in goals. This is a guy who seemingly loves to get behind the net, anywhere in front of the net or just from crazy crazy angles below the goal line and absolutely roof it with incredible upper body strength. Among modern NHL goal scorers, Crosby is kind of like a unicorn. I feel like his approach is so unique that there's just not somebody out there who plays his style of game. Part of it is because the way that he uses his physicality and strength is to essentially grind in the corners, create a dominating physical presence while in possession of the puck, and then use unbelievable hand-eye coordination to sort of, I don't know, even pick corners or or roof it with a ridiculous release, sometimes even batting the puck out of midair. I mean, there's just so many ways that Crosby can create offense and score that it's almost hard to describe. He's one of those rare players who just seemingly scores from almost any angle because of the way that he's able to manipulate his upper body and rotate in ways that few other players can. His vision, his spatial awareness, his ability to predict plays and create offense out of himself or from his line mates is just unreal. I mean, this is a guy who really had his prime robbed because of concussions and such, but obviously would have been one of the greatest goal-scoring forwards of all time. Sidney is certainly one of the most dominant offensive forces the league has ever seen, and I feel like his approach is going to be very hard for anyone else to replicate. I know that they've been talking about Alexis Lafreniere as somebody who could maybe one day follow in his footsteps, but I'm not really sure if they play the same game. Crosby always made his living in front of the net, and I'm not sure if Lafreniere is really the same kind of player. Crosby has like a unique combination of, of size, 
strength and unbelievable hand-eye coordination. And Lafreniere is a little bit different in what I, from what I've been able to find of him and what I've seen from when he was playing from Team Canada. Either way, though, I mean, Crosby has carved out an unbelievable career. He's got multiple titles to his name. He's for sure a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, that's without question automatic, basically. And watching him and Ovechkin create goal-scoring opportunities from almost nothing continually for the past decade and a half, it's been something truly special to watch. As much as I hate the Penguins, it's hard not to respect Crosby's skill level in terms of what he was able to do on the ice. Speaking of really gifted players who have played for national teams, I also have to say that Amanda Kessel has been one of the more interesting U.S. women's players I've gotten to watch uh, either on TV or through YouTube highlights. It's not super easy to find footage, but of course we all have a lot of memories of some of her more notable goals for Team USA, including the one that was a goal winner several years ago against Team Canada, and when she had a shootout goal in also against Team Canada during the Olympics. She's often had a hand in several of the Women's World Cups where she's been able to score quite a few points, but when you look back at her goal-scoring record at University of Minnesota, it's just clear that Kessel was on a different level. From the footage that's out there, she just had this ability to sort of get around defenders and have this really nice smooth stride paired with a nice acceleration that got her away and essentially created space for her before she roofed a shot. What's notable is that her release is so accurate and so fast that a lot of goaltenders just really didn't have a chance. Kessel could really beat you from almost any angle, whether she wanted to go five hole, go one of the top shelf options, or deke and dangle around the goaltender's pads for an easy tap in. Looking back at her college career, I mean, she seriously put up numbers that you could not put up in a video game. Her first couple of seasons, she went from 50 to 80 points, and then in her second to last season, she posted 101 points at the collegiate level, which is just absolutely crazy. Amanda has consistently been one of the most prolific offensive forces for Team USA, and I believe she's now, for the most part, retired. I think what she's doing now is working for either the Rangers or, it sounds like, for the uh, PWHPA. I'm not sure if she's planning to return to any of the professional women's leagues at some point. I know that the NWHL had some issues, and I think she departed the, the Metropolitan Riveters recently, but whatever she does with her future career, we have some incredible memories from when she was playing for Team USA, and we'll never forget some of those magic goal-scoring moments that helped the U.S. secure some really pivotal titles in, you know, a really difficult competition where oftentimes Team Canada was always the most dominant presence. Canada has always put out some of the best hockey teams, and Kessel was part of the U.S. teams that finally began to turn a little bit of the tide. With that, we're going to pause in the hockey players and move on to some of the most gifted soccer players that I've gotten to watch. Some of these names might be familiar to you, whether you've heard of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, or say a special Norwegian who just happens to play for Borussia Dortmund, my favorite club. Welcome back to the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. On tonight's episode, we have taken a look at plenty of hockey goal scorers from the NHL and from the U.S. women's team, but now we're moving to an entirely different sport, and that's football. When it comes to supreme goal scorers over the past several years, we've had plenty to choose from, but I think one of the most ubiquitous names that has sort of graced my consciousness and the public's consciousness because this guy is basically everywhere is Latan Ibrahimovic. Sweden has had a few notable forwards like Henrik Larsson, but I don't know that anyone has ever quite achieved the notoriety and career that Zlatan Ibrahimovic has. This guy has played for so many different clubs, whether it's PSG, he's played for United, Ajax, Milan, AC Milan. I mean, he's played for so many different clubs over the past several years, and this guy just seems to be ubiquitous as one of soccer's truly great icons. What makes him so unusual is that he's one of the tallest strikers around who has an unbelievable engine. I mean, this guy can get up and down the pitch, well, mostly during his prime before his knees gave out, 
he could get into positions from great distance and absolutely kick that ball from almost any angle. His height, his unbelievable lower body strength, and his incredible, for lack of a better phrase, goal-scoring vision allowed him to do the kind of stuff that just nobody else really can. He could score from almost any distance, and you've seen that, whether it's from some of his infamous videos from when he was playing with United, or you know, certainly for Team Sweden, and more recently with the LA Galaxy, but he also had an innate ability to collapse space and get into those tighter areas where he just absolutely blistered the ball from close range. He really is, I think, the closest analog to somebody like Patrick Laine that we've seen in football form. Maybe a little bit of a hybrid of Alexander Ovechkin too, because Zlatan is definitely somebody who likes to get physical. Ibra is one of those guys who likes to dive into tackles and essentially get physical, kind of like a Sergio Ramos. Almost as big as his goal-scoring exploits are certainly his personality and media presence. This is a guy who <laughs> I think has called himself like a football god at one point. You know, half-jokingly, I think Zlatan has always been self-aware and a little bit cheeky, but of course a lot of people read him to him a little bit seriously. I think sometimes he definitely has an arrogant streak, but Zlatan is almost magnetic. He's so cocky and confident that it's more, I think, a little bit of an inside joke with him. For one thing, though, he certainly is one of the smartest goal scorers that football has ever seen. He just seems to understand space in a way that nobody else could, and he pulled off goal-scoring feats that would frankly make just about anyone blush. Of course, Latan is now 39, and even though I think he did just score a brace today for uh, AC Milan, naturally, he is getting a little bit older. He's 39 now, and actually, I, I thought he wasn't going to be doing this for much longer, but his stint in Italy has gone very well. This dude just does not seem to age like a normal human being, because for all intents and purposes, when he moved to MLS, his career overseas should have been over. And yet, here he is, still doing what he does with AC Milan, and proving that, you know, he tells his body when it's done, not the other way around. A guy who I think eventually will follow in the footsteps of a similar career, although maybe with a slightly different personality and approach to it, is Erling Haaland of Borussia Dortmund. The Norwegian goal-scoring phenom is just an unusual player for so many reasons. I think the first thing is kind of like Zlatan, the way that he moves on the pitch is wholly unique. Whereas Latan could marry brute raw force with grace and, you know, incredible skill, Holland almost looks like a space alien out there. He's just a very unusual player. When you watch him run, it almost looks like he's just forcing himself to propel himself up the pitch at a ridiculous speed. I mean, this guy can get up the pitch in no time flat, which is crazy to think because he's a massive, massive striker. He's physically tall, he's very strong, and he can seemingly muscle guys off the ball as easily as he can shield the ball himself, but certainly he is also a little bit awkward. When it comes to his footwork and stuff, he's a little bit clunky. That's never really mattered for the most part, though, because Holland just seems to blister everything he sees into the net. He's one of the most gifted young goal scorers I think football has ever seen. You know, he was playing for Salzburg and potted, like, I don't know, 30 or 40 goals across multiple competitions, and then arrived at Dortmund mid-season, and in his first game, came off the bench and scored a hat-trick. I don't really know that you could announce yourself in a more crazy manner than what Holland did. Even now, he's good for about a goal and a half per game, and that's just crazy consistency from a guy who you would expect at some point regression to hit. He has had games where he hasn't scored, but those are actually fairly few and far between. When Holland is just sort of bulldozing his way through defensive lines and breaking down opposing CEBs like it's nothing, he is truly one of the most terrifying goal scorers the world's ever seen. He has a left boot that is to die for. If you want to get a sense of why he's such a terrifying goal scorer, just watch his PSG highlights, I think it was Champions League on the home leg, where he blistered one from, I don't know, it must have been 
15 or 20 yards out, and it was such a hard shot that you could actually hear it hit the back of the net from a great distance away. Kaylor Navas, the goalkeeper, never had a chance. And I think that was the second goal that game after he'd already sort of bungled one into the net after putting himself in a prime position to poach one. Whether you ask him to score from great distances or get in close and sort of rough people up to get that goal-scoring opportunity off of a greasy second chance, Holland is capable of doing everything. The only thing he doesn't do is give very long interviews. I expect he will win a Ballon d'Or at some point. It's only a matter of when, not if. With that, we are going to close tonight's episode of Goal Scorer Reviews. We'll have more throughout the week and hopefully bring on a couple of co-hosts to talk about some of their favorite goal scorers and players. But for now, thanks so much for listening. Before you log off, be sure to check out the Locked On National podcast hosted by Sarah Avampado. And thanks so much. As always, have a great night and go Jets go.